Hi, Pastor John here, and I just want to thank you for downloading or streaming this service from North Glenda Baptist Church. We pray that our new online platform allows you and encourages you to interact with one another as far as offering prayer and other concerns that you may have through the service. We also want to invite you, if you want to support what God is doing here at North Glenda Baptist Church, to give online at any time on our website or our app. So enjoy the following message. We pray that it stirs your heart, it stirs your mind for the things of God, and ultimately all for His glory. My respect and esteem for moms in general is just off the charts because I would not be the person that I am without my mom. I think when you see a mother's love, um, you realize that it's just so unique that it can only come from one place, and that's from God. A mother's love, and from what I see in my wife to our daughter, it's a very strong love, and it's it's very respectful. They never stop. Dad, sometimes, you know, at least for me, the house gets loud, and I get my eyes get kind of glazed over, <laughs> and it's like I need to recharge. You know, moms don't have that luxury. Moms keep going. My father wasn't in my life, and so she played many roles. So multitasker and um, selfless. Moms have a different level of sacrifice, and they just selflessly serve, you know, day after day after day after day. God is all-knowing, and there's certainly been instances in the first year of our daughter uh, being alive where I'm searching for answers, and it seems like her as a mom is all-knowing, and she knows the answers. She knows what our daughter needs. Just a loving, naturing characters of God where he wants the best for us and he wants us to succeed so bad. I see that with Maria when she looks at the boys when they're going through anything in their day. She wants them to succeed. She wants them to learn. She wants them to develop. And, and, and those are the characteristics that I see that God wants for us too. When I see Amanda and her compassion for other people, it's just reflecting the light of Christ. I see her being everything to all people, um, giving everybody what they need, and then literally going into birth sacrificing literally sacrificing her body I would say that watching Jesus and watching what he did for us we talk about it in such great light but he suffered tremendously but it was necessary and it was it was full of love and so when I think about her being pregnant going through pregnancy and then the beauty of life that's probably when I, I see most of her her character look like Jesus Well, good morning, and thank you so much for tuning in today and being a part of our gathering online here. We are so excited to be able to get in God's Word with you and share all that God has for us together as the body of Christ. And so uh, this morning, I do want to say at the very beginning, uh, a very special happy Mother's Day to all the moms and grandmas that are watching right now. Uh, thank you so much for all that you do. Uh, I know it may not seem like it, but the impact you're making for Christ in your children and grandchildren's lives is, is beyond expression. It's amazing to see the influence and the impact a mom can make in their child's life. And it truly will affect generations to come. And this morning, I want to share with you a, a mother's example. And I pray that this would be an encouragement to you that are moms watching today. I pray those of you that are grandmothers today, 
maybe you would say, you know what, maybe I didn't do it great with my kids. Maybe I could have done more with my kids. And now you have grandchildren. My encouragement would be then, then look for that opportunity to make a difference in their lives and to be that example that maybe you realize you could have been a little bit different in your own children's lives. But let me also say this. As a parent, whether you're a mom or a dad watching this, we can be so critical of ourselves. We can be overly critical of ourselves. And I'm not saying we shouldn't look inward and make sure that we're doing what God has called us to do as mom and dads. But I want to remind you as well, don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, do the best with what you know right now. Allow God to lead and his grace to be evident in your life. And I believe that God will use your heart and your desire to make a difference in your children's lives. No one does it perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect mom or a perfect dad. And so don't carry that burden. Be the, the man and the woman of God that you're called to be as you are that mom, that dad, that grandma, that grandpa, and allow God to be glorified in all of that. And so let's let's pray. Uh, I want to open in a word of prayer. Then I'm going to get into the word this morning. And then uh, we are going to wrap up uh, after this, the message this morning with some really exciting news. And so I want to encourage you to, to stay tuned till then. So, But let's pray and ask God to be with our time together this morning. Father, thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. I pray, Lord, that as we get into your word, that you would be glorified, that you would speak to our hearts and minds, and I pray that you would minister to all the moms and grandmas that are watching right now. Uh, I just pray that they would know that they are appreciated and that the difference they're making for you is, is huge and is felt through future generations, and it seriously will set in place and set in motion uh, amazing, amazing things as they continue to focus on you as you've called them. And so, Father, I pray that you'd be glorified again that all that is said and done and be with our time together this morning. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. A junior high science teacher uh, was lecturing on the properties of magnets to his uh, junior high class. Spent an entire class speaking about the properties of magnets to these junior hires. Uh, the next day, the students came in and he gave the students a quiz. Uh, the first question on the quiz to these junior hires read like this. My name begins with an M, has six letters, and I pick things up. What am I? So the, the class is sitting there, the first question on the quiz, uh, my name begins with an M, has six letters, and I pick things up. What am I? Half the kids in the class wrote, mother. And I think that's so true. <laughs> I know that uh, Sandra has shared with me many times, uh, especially when our boys were real young, that there were many days that I would come home from, from work, come home from the office, and I would ask her, how was your day? And she would literally say, I literally think I spent the entire day just picking up behind the children. Uh, you can feel that way when you have kids in the house, especially young kids. Um, and I just want to say, uh, first and foremost, how thankful I am for not only my own mom's influence in my life and to see how God worked in her life, but I'm thankful for, for my wife, Sandra, and just the impact that she has on our boys' lives. And I could not ask for a more godly, more gracious, uh, loving patient uh, woman to partner with in raising our boys uh, than my wife, Sandra. She is truly amazing, and uh, I, I'm just so thankful for her and how she cares for our boys and, and just the difference that she's making in their lives. But many, many moms may feel like, man, I just feel like I'm just it's spinning my wheels. I'm doing the same thing every day. You may not feel like you're really making a difference, but let me encourage you, you are making a difference. And I know it feels like a lot of work, and the reality is if you're a mom, it is a lot of work. Uh, in preparing for the message, I came across this, and I thought this was amazing. 
In all realities, moms do so much for us and for children, really. And, and so as a husband, I know that my wife uh, does a lot for me. And it's just amazing to see how she supports the home as a whole. But when it comes to specifically with children, moms do so much for their children. By the time a child reaches 18, so by the time a child reaches 18, a mother has had to handle some extra 18,000 hours of child-generated work. That's not even including the generated work from a husband, which we can't even calculate that right now. The numbers are too high. But when it comes to just children, 18, by the time a child hits 18, a mom has had to handle 18,000 hours of child-generated work. This what I was reading went on to say this. In fact, women who never have children enjoy the equivalent of an extra three months a year in leisure time. That's crazy. And so we know, uh, as a, uh, when you were growing up, when I was growing up, I know my mom did a lot for us. As a mom or a grandma watching this right now, you know the work that you had to put in, that you did. And I, I, let me just say this. I know what you're thinking. Some of you are thinking like, well, yeah, I know it was a lot of work, but it was worth it. And that's the key. It is a lot of work. But when we realize as a follower of Christ, it is worth it and it's a difference maker, man, then the work doesn't seem so much like work. But I do want to acknowledge it is a lot of work to be a mom. It's a lot of work to be a parent. It's a lot of responsibility to be a, a father and a mother. And so I want to let you know that as a, mom, to, as, a, as a husband and as a father, I am so thankful for my wife and the work that she does in our home and for our children and supporting them and loving on them. And so I pray that if, as a mom watching this right now, that you know that you are honestly and fully appreciated. Honestly, all of us could sit back and, th be, and honestly realize all the things that our moms do and have taught us over the years. We can truly be thankful for so many things that our moms have brought into our lives. This morning, I want to talk about how we can thank God for our moms in a, in a way that is biblically centered. I, I want to let you know we can be thankful to God for our moms. Now, there's many, many reasons we can give, but I just want to give three simple ones that we see in Scripture. Three simple reasons that we can be thankful to God for our moms. The first thing I want to point out is a mother's love. A mother's love. If you go all the way over to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter uh, 66. So Isaiah chapter 66. We're going to read that together. Just uh, verse 13. So Isaiah 66 in verse 13. It says this. As one whom his mother comforts, so will I comfort you. And you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. What is Isaiah comparing the love and the comfort of God to in this verse? He's comparing it to the comfort of a mom. And I find that very interesting. You see, a mom's love is different than a father's love. It's not better. It's not worse. It's just different. It's just a different type of love than the love of a father. Uh, there's sometimes it may be described as more of a tender love, more of a compassionate love. And so however you want to describe it, God says his love is like, and his comfort rather, is like the comfort of a mom. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, and my brother and I, my brothers and I, when we were kids, there was something different when we got hurt or something happened. The way that mom handled it was just different. And that's, that's okay. It's okay to acknowledge it's just different. And I, I think there's something about a mother's love that is unique and special 
to that mom. And, and that's the cool thing about it is God has given her a love that is unique and separate and individual. I want to encourage you that are listening to think back over your own life. Think back over your own experiences and how maybe at a time in your life when your mom showed you love in a way that was compassionate and tender and nurturing and gracious, maybe it was a love that you didn't really deserve. Maybe it was forgiveness that you didn't really deserve. Maybe your mom was there for you when, when no one else really was. Whatever it looks like for you, maybe there was just a time in your life where you can look back and say, man, I'm so thankful for my, for my mom and how she showed me the love in this way or that way at this point in my life. And let me encourage you to, to thank her, to let her know today, if you can, that you appreciated that. Now, now, maybe you're listening right now, and, and your mom is, is no longer with you physically. Uh, many of you know my testimony of my mom passed away in 2007, and it's difficult. Uh, every Mother's Day, uh, it's a little difficult, um, but I, I'm just so thankful for the years that I had with her, but I'm also thankful that, that I know with great confidence that she's with the Lord, and that while most of her life was lived in a way that would not be honoring to God, I know that the last handful of years in her life that she was a devoted follower of Christ. And so while I can't call her up today, I can't write her a card, and I can't let her know physically how much she, uh, I appreciated what she did for me and how she loved me in a way that I would never be able to pay back, I can take a moment today and just reflect over and remember that love and just allow that to be a great encouragement. And I can say, God, thank you so much for bringing that into my life. You see, a mother's love is unique. And special. Also, we see a mother's prayer is very powerful. A mother's prayer is very powerful. Turn over to First Samuel, First Samuel, uh, chapter one and verse nine. So, First Samuel, chapter one and verse nine. If you're not sure where First Samuel is, uh, it is before Second Samuel. So, a little Bible. Hint for you here, if you're looking for 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, it's right before that one, all right? So 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 9. I, I had to go to Bible college to learn that one. So anyway, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 9. So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk, meaning consumed a meal together. Now Eli, the priest, sat upon a seat by a post, sat upon a seat by a post, of the temple of the Lord. And she, this is Hannah, was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. I encourage you to read this account. It goes from verses 9 all the way through verse 20. And then in chapter 2, verse 1, Hannah says this. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. She's praising the Lord. She's She's so thankful for what God has done. And I want to encourage you with this. When you realize what's happening here, Hannah was praying for a child. She was praying to God because she was heartbroken over the fact that she did not have a child. And she was praying and asking God to do a great work. And what's amazing is when God does answer that prayer and she does have a child, she instantly gives that child back to God as an act of worship. And then she praises God for all that God had done. You see, Hannah is an example of a mother's prayer. Hannah was so passionate about her desire that it consumed her, and she didn't care what other people thought. She sought the Lord. And read the, the whole account here. It's obvious that she loved the Lord, and she was 
just crying out to him and asking for God to do a great work. She was consumed with this brokenheartedness. And she was praying, God, would you intervene? Would you work in this situation? The reality is many mothers have prayed for their prodigal sons and daughters. But do not be weary. Do not give up. The Lord will hear and answer your prayer in Christ. Many moms, many grandmas have prayed for sons or daughters or grandchildren that either don't know the Lord, that are just living in the world and you're praying for them to come to Christ, or maybe they do know the Lord, but they've drifted. Maybe they, they grew up in church and they, they know the right things to do, but they got to an age where temptation became too too real and they gave in and now they're maybe drifted away a little bit and, and they're prodigal and you've been praying for them to return. You've been praying for them to come back. Don't give up. Don't be weary. Allow God to know your heart and cry out to him. I love this example we see from church history. Monica, the mother of Augustine, who was an early church father and really crucial in forming some early uh, understandings of God's word in the early church. He, this is what Monica went through, the mother of Augustine. She prayed for years that her brilliant but undiscipled son would be saved. So Monica is praying for her son, Augustine, to be saved. When she sought the counsel of her priest, he listened as she poured out her heart of love and her intercession for this prodigal, this, this wayward son. At the conclusion, the priest said, Go on, leave me alone. Live as you are living. It is not possible that the son of such tears should be lost. And there's something unique about a mother's prayer. There's something powerful about a mother's prayer. Because a mother has such a, a unique love for her children, I believe the prayers of a mother are unique for that same reason. You see, this woman, Monica, prayed for her son to come to know the Lord, and I truly believe God answered that prayer, and her son became one of the formative men in church history that helped form theology. Even today, many are studying the writings of St. Augustine or Augustine. You see, we understand that, that as a mom and as a grandma, your prayers are powerful. Hannah's attitude in Scripture, Hannah's attitude changed before she knew the answer. You see, when you give it to the Lord and believe he will hear you, you can then have a peace and a comfort before the answer of prayer ever comes. Before God ever answers that prayer, before you ever see the fruit of that prayer, by just giving it to him in prayer, you are seeing God change and shape you internally and bringing a peace and a comfort. And really, prayer is the expression of faith. The most faithful thing we can do before God is to pray. Because we're ultimately saying, God, I can't do anything about this, but you can. I'm going to pray that you will intervene and I'll leave it in your hands. And that's what we see here from the example of Hannah. She could not control the situation, so she gave it to God and she trusted God would do what was best. You see, we don't need to put the burden of results on our shoulders. We need to just surrender it to him and allow God to work. You see, a mother's love is something we can thank God for. A mother's prayer is something we can thank God for. But also, I believe we can thank God for a mother's support. A mother's support. I want to look at a passage in Matthew chapter 20. Uh, I love this passage. And it, it's kind of a unique passage. And it almost kind of seems out of place. Um, like something you wouldn't normally expect to see. But I love this example. In Matthew chapter 20, in verse uh, 20, verses 20 to 22 rather. So Matthew chapter 20, verse 20 through verse 22 says this, Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons. So, 
The two boys are there, James and John, sons of Zebedee, and here comes their mom with them, and they're coming before Christ. It says here, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. So she's desiring something from Christ. And he said unto her, what wilt thou? Which basically is like saying, what can I do for you? Right? Like, what are you coming to me for? What are you requesting of me? She saith unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on thy right hand and the other on the left, in thy kingdom. So understand the culture here. What she's saying is, I want my two boys to be the two most important people in your kingdom. I want them sitting on your right hand and on your left. Like, they're the two top guys. And I know you've got 12 disciples, and I can almost hear her saying this now. I know you've got 12 disciples, but listen, they have nothing on my two boys. And isn't that a mom? Like, isn't that a mom thing to say? Like, like I've never met a mom that wasn't quick to, in a, in a good way, maybe brag on their sons and their daughters a little bit. You know? Like, oh yeah, he, he plays baseball okay, but my son really plays. You know, we, we tend to do that. As, and parents do that a lot. Moms and dads do that a lot. But moms seem to have this ability to be able to look past our weaknesses, past our faults and our failures, and they see the potential that's underneath. They see the opportunity of who we could be and who we can be. This mom comes to Christ and asks something of Christ that seems kind of strange, but yet we understand her heart. She just wants the best for her sons, and she's just believing in them. She's their biggest cheerleader. She's their biggest supporter. Now listen, I know you've got a lot of people here. I know you're the son of God. I know you've got a lot going on. But listen, my boys, man, they can sit on your right hand and your left. They can do what you need them to do. And that's how moms are. You know, I'll never forget when I was uh, first preaching. Uh, I started preaching about 16, age 16, uh, and right in that area. And uh, Pastor Tom was the pastor of North Carolina at the time. And I remember as a 16, 17-year-old kid, given opportunity to preach uh, and to preach on a Sunday night or a Wednesday night, do these devotions. Um, and I'm so thankful to him, first and foremost, for that. Uh, because that's huge that a pastor would allow some 17-year-old kid to be able to preach in their pulpit. And so I'll ever be thank always be thankful, rather, to Pastor Tom for that. But I remember back then we had to get the sermons on cassettes. And my mom got a hold of, because not too long after this, uh, she rededicated her life around that same time. She moved up to this area and uh, started attending church at North Goodland. And so when I would preach, and she would always make sure, every time I preached, to get the tape. And I always felt bad for people that she knew because instantly she would get copies of those tapes and then she would just start flooding people with those tapes. Like, you've got to hear what John preached. You've never heard preaching like this. I mean, you would have thought like, like I was D.L. Moody or, or Billy Sunday or these, you know, you're never going to hear what he preached. Man, it was crazy how excited she was to share those messages to other people. Why? Because she was just being my biggest cheerleader. She was just supporting what God was doing in my life. And so I believe that while uh, James and John's mom seems a little bit over the top here, a little bit kind of stepping in a little bit, um, I'm just so encouraged by to see that she was willing to step up for them and willing to go to bat for them and to defend them and to say, listen, I believe in my boys. And so my encouragement to moms today is to believe in your children, to support your kids, to, to believe in them, and to, to fan the flame of whatever God is doing in their life. If they come to you and say, man, I've got this big dream of what God is leading me to do and who God wants me to be, don't discourage them. Encourage them. Let them know that by God's grace, they can do that. That by God's uh, equipping and ability, 
they can do what God is leading them to do. Be their biggest cheerleader. And that's not just true of moms. I think that's true of moms and dads. I think we, we tend to, at times, if we're not careful, when our child or children come to us with an idea or a dream, we tend to see the limitations of what could be. And some of it's because we know what the real world's like and we were jaded a little bit from other things we've seen. And so sometimes we can, unintentionally, we can almost like put the fire out. We can douse that flame. And we don't even mean to. Rather, let's be an example of, of, of this mom in Matthew chapter 20. That, yeah, it was a little bold <laughs> to stand before Christ and to request this great thing of, of Christ, that her sons would be in the most prominent positions in the kingdom. But I love her heart. What I believe anyway, her heart is in this, is that she just believed in her sons. She just believed in them and in what God could do in their lives. And so moms, grandmas, parents, grandmas, grandpas, moms and dads, let's believe in our children. Let's believe that God can do what God is going to do in their lives. Now, we know that that means it's going to take work. We know it's going to take effort. I encourage you to let your children know that that dreams don't happen by, by accident. It takes work. Also, let them know to dream dreams for God's glory. Uh, sometimes I think as mom and dads, we tend to just fall into that cultural kind of just norm of encouraging our kids to, to just pursue the things of the world. And, and dreams are things like finances or cars or homes or possessions. I would say ask them to dream bigger dreams. Anyone can dream about making money. Anyone can dream about having a big house. Those are everyday dreams. I want to encourage my boys to dream dreams that are things only God can do. Like, like dream dreams that only God can do that in your life. And so allow them to be uh, encouraged to pursue the things of God with great passion and believe in them and support them. Because honestly, there is nothing like a mother's support. A mother's love is unique and special. It's a, it's a nurturing, compassionate kind of love. A mother's prayers are powerful and unique. And a mother's support is unlike any other support we get in our lives. And I want to encourage you as we kind of close the service today. Maybe your mom, like I said before, is no longer with you. Maybe she's already gone on to be with the Lord. Then maybe you would take a moment today and just thank God for her. Maybe you're watching this today and you would say, you know what, my mom growing up wasn't a Christian wasn't even a good example of a mom in the, in the world's understanding of that, then maybe you would take a moment to say, you know what, God, I forgive her of that. I forgive my mom for, for anything that she did that was wrong to me. I, I pray that you'd give me the grace to do that. If your mom is alive and, and you have an opportunity, maybe you would, if you haven't already, let her know that, that you forgive her of those things, that you uh, don't hold those things against her. Maybe your mom doesn't know Christ as her Lord and personal Savior. Maybe you would take this opportunity uh, what better gift could you give your mom on Mother's Day than the knowledge of Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for her sins, was buried and rose again? Maybe, again, like I say, you would say as a mom or as a grandma, you haven't really done all that God would have you to do. Then maybe you would look at today as a chance of reflection and to say, God, help me to grow today, to be a better mom today than I was yesterday. Maybe this would be an encouragement to moms and dads to say, we as men and women of Christ, we want to be that example so that we can set a tone before our children and grandchildren that would be to put Christ first in all things and allow God to be glorified in their lives. I want to encourage you today that your influence in your children's life is huge. You don't understand the difference you're making. It may not seem like it, may not seem like you're doing a whole lot, 
but I promise you as a follower of Christ, if you keep your eyes on Christ and pursue him and the things that he desires of you, that will overflow into the life of your family, into the life of your children and grandchildren, and you are making an eternal difference in their lives. And so I want to do this. Let's close in a word of prayer and let's thank God for the influence our moms had in our lives and the way in which we as followers of Christ, men and women joining together as the body of Christ can make a difference in this world. Father, thank you for your grace, your love, your mercy, and your compassion. Thank you for giving us the blessing of our moms and dads, grandmas, grandpas. I pray that we would learn from them and desire to grow in the knowledge of the things of Christ from them. But I pray that as a dad myself, that you would help me to be the man that I'm called to be as I raise these children that you've given to me, Lord. I pray that you would be with uh, those that are viewing this right now, Lord, uh, maybe a mom or a dad that are watching this right now that are uh, maybe sitting there thinking, I could do more. I really need to be uh, more purposeful in encouraging my children to seek the Lord. I pray that you would give them grace and understanding and thank you that you're convicting and pricking their heart and leading them into that decision. But I pray, Lord, above all things, that we'd realize this is not about beating ourselves up or tearing ourselves down. This is about trusting you more today, about giving over everything to you and allowing you to show us that your grace and your mercy is new every day. And instead of beating ourselves up or tearing ourselves down, let's focus on being what you, being who you've called us to be so that we can make a difference for your glory. Father, we love you and we thank you for all these things. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, before you're dismissed today, I do want to take just a quick moment and share with you that we are so excited to announce that next Sunday, May 17th, we will be opening our doors to gather together physically to worship together. And so we pray that you would you would join us uh, next Sunday, May 17th, uh, 10.30 a.m., back to our normal morning start time. We'll give you more announcements of what's going on and how things are going to look in the coming services over the next couple of weeks. But we are so thankful to join with you. We pray that you would join with us. But let me just say as well, if you are at all unsure about that, if you feel like wisdom and discernment for you and your family is to stay home and not to join together physically, then please know the heart of your pastor and the heart of your church is not at all to condemn or to shame you or to make you feel guilty for that. We want to encourage you to make the decision that you believe God is leading you to make under his grace, by his word, as he is leading you. And if that decision is to stay home and to uh, not join together physically, then please know that we support that decision 110%. We want you to do what God is calling you to do. But for those of you that are comfortable with that decision that would like to join together, we look forward to seeing you this coming Sunday at 1030 a.m. God bless you guys. Have a great week ahead, and we'll see you real soon.